You've got a very obvious pattern, you know. <laughs> I do? What? Tell me. You wait for a perfect guy to ask you on a perfect date. And when he does, you project this huge fantasy on him, setting up these enormous expectations. Which promptly blow up in your pretty little face. You put all your deviled eggs in one basket, so to speak. Okay, recording. All right, guys, welcome back to the Mirandas. This is season two, episode 14. There are only four episodes left in season two, which is kind of crazy. I know. I can't believe we made it. And um, yeah, again, we're doing every two weeks, everybody. Um, It's been kind of nice. Sarah and I were just seeing how like, yeah, it's kind of nice to do it every two weeks because then we get like really excited to like see each other and talk about it. Um, and hopefully that means I'll be like editing them at a normal time and releasing them more regularly <laughs> instead of just like really sporadically. We hope for you that absence makes the heart grow fonder. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, cause I'm telling you it's, um, with schedules, with summer, it gets really fucking hard. Yeah. Like I, I feel exhausted. I don't know if anyone else listening feels absolutely exhausted. I feel so exhausted. I don't know. I am exhausted right now. It's like things always pick up in the summer, but I think because <sighs> I don't know what it is. Maybe because we're going back to like quote unquote real life again. Like, uh, I feel like, yeah, I'm just like busy now. And I know. And we, Dakota and I on Saturday were like trying to do like a date night. And then there was a part of me for the past year that like hasn't really had to make plans or think mm. about like, dates or anything like that and then I was like well the movies are available we could do dinner but it feels so odd to like make plans even though I've been making plans I don't know maybe I maybe plans are being made for me and I'm just attending things um but I have to become less introverted and the pandemic let me be very introverted and very rely on other people to make plans and that's not a great thing that I do like yeah. doing social things. So I've got to like put that hat back on and it's a little bit exhausting. Totally. Um, I agree. Um, yeah, well, I have so, my my first note at the top of my notes for this episode is Skipper is back. <laughs> All that mark. is my exact same <laughs> note too. So I also have a really sad fact for you. No. This is Skipper's last appearance on the series this is the episode this is the last time we see him oh i thought that i thought i thought you were gonna say he was like dead or something <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where I, mean, is I was hoping that the last time we saw him that was the last time but i was like no what are you guys doing like <laughs> so he was murdered no i don't know but like so this is the last time we're going to see Skipper. Um, and it's so funny that they just randomly put him in this episode. This episode was very odd. It was. Do you want to give your re- your famous recap? Of course. So let's do it. Um, so the girls this episode talk about dating patterns. And they all kind of have their own dating pattern. But more so the overlying theme is making mistakes within like dating or pursuing pleasure. I don't know. And what is it called this episode? This is called the fuck buddy. Um, For cable, I think they changed it to like the sex buddy or the sleeping buddy or something. But for HBO, it is the fuck buddy. And in this episode, Carrie tries to prove that a fuck buddy that she has can be an actual guy that she dates. And it doesn't really go that well. Miranda, um, 
uh, discovers her pattern that she dates assholes who boss her around um, outside of the bedroom, which she doesn't like. She likes being bossed around in the bedroom. And then she realizes she doesn't actually want to date an irredeemable jerk. Uh, Charlotte uh, has this pattern where she, you know, uh, projects a lot of fantasies onto men. She puts all of her eggs in one basket. So in this episode, she decides to date a lot and she double books guys and goes out on two dates in one night, which I think is insane. I don't know if I could ever do that mentally. And it backfires. And, and it backfires. And then Samantha, this episode has, she it's not really a pattern, but she makes a mistake in getting off to her neighbors having sex. And then when she finds out that they're not an actually sexy, attractive couple, she's like, Ooh, fuck. I need to, um, they're like elderly not- <laughs> Eastern Europeans who used to be in like a polka band together, <laughs> but they seem so passionate. And so it's clearly a threesome. She does not want to participate in. So that's kind of the episode. Um, good, some good things, some bad things. I don't think I laughed that much when I watched this one. What about you? I I laughed at <laughs> actually I'll mention so they're like um you know they're talking about fuck buddies and Charlotte's like you know inquiring as if it's the first time she's ever heard about this concept. <laughs> so the, the definition is in the name. <laughs> oh my god! And you've, you've been friends with Samantha, so I don't know why you have so many questions. Excuse me, fuck buddy. It's a fuck buddy. Oh, come on. A fuck buddy is a guy you probably dated once or twice and it didn't really go anywhere, but the sex is so great you sort of keep him on call. Ooh, he's like Daladick. You, you mean you just call this guy up when you're, you know, horny? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Carrie's talking about her fuck buddy, which is like, you know, they have kind of a code, which is like, want to meet up for a drink or want to meet up for dinner? And he just comes upstairs to her apartment and then they don't go to dinner or get a drink and they have sex. And, you know, Samantha's talking about kind of what she, like her experience with that. And um, there's a really (laughs) great line where someone asks Miranda, Hey, like, do you have a fuck buddy? And she was like, yeah, like I had one, but he moved to Chicago. And Charlotte's like, why did he move to Chicago? And Miranda puts her hands in like a namaste prayer. And she goes, I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) And they're at yoga too, I think, which is like so great. I burst out laughing at that part. (laughs) And you guys all have one. Well, mine moved to Chicago, but now we have phone sex. What's he doing in Chicago? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I have, I think the prayer hands is what made that part was really, really good. Yeah, and uh, I love my Samantha yeah. Zinger. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. When she was like, oh, he's like Dial-A-Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dial-A-Dick. Um, yeah, Samantha in this episode is just like so appalled at um, – all of the girls like different behaviors like she's appalled by Miranda's like asshole guy like I think and like we're kind of <laughs> skipping ahead here but you know Miranda's dating this guy who's just like such a jerk he's just so 
angry. Like he has so much anger within him. And he comes to meet the girls for brunch. And then he like is late, is frustrated, yells for a beer. He's just like an asshole. And so he leaves and Charlotte, the optimist, is like, he's cute. And then Samantha's <laughs> like in a tightly wound kind of way. <laughs> so like Samantha's is like critical of Miranda's guy. She's critical of Charlotte for like, what are you doing? Like, of course you need to like not put all your eggs in one basket. And then she's critical of Carrie that she's just like, you know, you can't turn a fuck buddy into a relationship. Carrie, you can't date your fuck buddy. Say it a little louder. I don't think the old lady in the last row heard you. You're going to take the only person in your life that's there purely for sex, no strings attached, and turn him into a human being? Why? So I think my question for you is a first obvious one. Do you think a fuck buddy is possible? And have you ever been in that type of relationship? Okay, question. What do you mean, is a fuck buddy possible? Like, uh, Sorry, possible to turn into a real meaningful relationship? Yeah, I think so. Um, here, I'll bleep out names, but it's like her yeah. husband. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, I remember she was telling me that like they just literally for like like all four years of college, like meeting freshman year and literally all they did was like meet up to have sex like randomly and like i didn't know that probably like you know some drunken booty calls in there too and then they like actually started dating like literally in like the last month of college or something interesting god i don't remember that but i i wonder do you think that college because it's such a weird time in our lives allows for these like quasi fuck buddy relationships to kind of thrive whereas if you knew somebody for a year at our age now who was having some random sex with somebody in booty calls like would you ever feel hopeful for those people to have a relationship like maybe when you're 22 yeah, that just works. I think it works because you don't like know anything and you like don't really yeah. know what you want or maybe you do know what you want, but it's like you actually don't like it's not what you want. Like, I think that at that age, it's just kind of everything is kind of like up in the air. Whereas now I would hope that like, you know, I have this understanding and awareness <laughs> of what a thing is and what a thing isn't, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, that's so interesting. I and I. So, have you ever had that or been in a relationship in which it was just strictly sex? Oh, uh, yeah, but not like into a relationship, not at all into a relationship. But I've definitely had something where it was just like a like a fling. But I don't think it was like like not I, like Carrie's thing, where they're basically have a code word. No, where it's like, I come over. Yeah, I don't think I've had anything like that. I think there's been a little bit more like, you know. Death. Yeah, or a little bit more like, oh, let's go out for a drink. And you actually do go out for a drink. But yeah. I don't think I don't think I've had consistently for as long as Carrie has had, like someone who's just like, like literally like 1-800-whatever, no, you know. I, I don't have any of the skills to make that happen <laughs> or any of the emotional bandwidth to like, yeah. you know, create that type of relationship. So I, I was thinking, I was like, wow, maybe people have thought that of me, but I thought there was something going on. You know, like, I don't even think oh, I have maybe. the awareness. <laughs> like maybe things that I've thought of 
events, but like a relationship were actually bad. So, like, like they they <laughs> thought it was a fuck you're a fuck buddy. Like, oh Sarah, my fuck buddy. And Sarah's like, this is gonna work. <laughs> I know. Like I think I've probably been deceived. So that's probably my only like four-way <laughs> but that's okay. I'm sure um any of our listeners if you've had a successful fuck buddy, please let us know. And successful in the sense that it there was no emotion, emotions were not developed and it was strictly a relationship for sex. Because I know in like some of my like gay, particularly gay male friends, it is fine. Like it oh, yeah. is just sexual relationships and friendships and it's not relationships. Whereas I don't see that a lot in hetero relationships um, like people our age. Yeah. I Cause know. I think, yeah. Like, I don't know if I know like so many like strict vacuums of, you know, fuck buddies, you know, like, yeah. but cause I think that like, if you are having casual, like uncommitted, like unemotional sex with somebody, why would you do it with the same person? You know, you might as well do it with different people. And that's what I found was interesting is like this guy like seems like they it was like a few years of what they do. But maybe it's like why we why I watch The Office season two over and over again. Like it's reliable. Like I know it's familiar. (laughs) It knows what I need. You know, (laughs) so like maybe that is it for some people that they can go back to the same well because they know what's going to come from it. But I thought Carrie's choice of this guy was so perfect because he's such a dud. And if, if there's any dud. 30 Rock fans listening, he mm, this is yeah. the, the Dennis character. So yeah. his character on 30 Rock, who plays Liz's like awful dud idiot <laughs> beeper king boyfriend, I think is like the it, he he was like the precursor or whatever to this guy in this episode. Um because he's just has nothing to say, nothing to contribute. That joke, or not the joke, the misunderstanding about the sushi was awful. It was just yeah. so hard to bear. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, sushi. And he like looks down at her and it's just like, oh. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh. I made reservations. Huh? At a sushi restaurant. Oh. Oh, cool. I see. <laughs> no. I mean, God. I mean sushi. Japanese food. Oh, when you said dinner, you meant dinner. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, it's just that whenever we've had dinner, we've always, you know... Yeah, I know, I know. It was bad. (laughs) She's like, oh, God. I didn't get it at first, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, how how did that happen? (laughs) I know. And then she's just trying, and she's like, well, it was off to a... Just like many first dates, it was off to an awkward start. And then he got and- chicken teriyaki at the sushi place. And that I was like, that's it. That's enough. <laughs> it's too hard to watch. I know. And then it was funny because like when she was talking, she's like, no, sushi. And she kind of went with her fingers like chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of did this like Edward Scissorhand motion. Like, no, Japanese. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just absolutely horrifying. No, Japanese. <laughs> but um I know so they were I mean they were clearly doomed from the beginning but I I admire Carrie trying I think yeah. she she did try um but there's not a ton to dissect within that relationship because it was just so, so superficial 
Yeah, and I think this episode too, I would agree, was I think yes. the episode was pretty superficial. It honestly I mean, aside from like a skipper cameo, it felt very season one, this episode. Yes. Okay. Thank you. From the lighting, from the clothing. The lighting, from the, yes. The lighting. I was like, I from we the episode prior, we where you get this kind of summer glowy spring. I was yeah. like, what happened? What yeah. season? Like, is this just bad editing? Did this did they yeah. film this? It was very odd. It, yeah, it might yeah. have honestly been if like Frankenstein into like a season two placeholder episode between other like pivotal episodes. You know, yeah. it might have just been, you know, and then like different scenes were shot with it or whatever. Um, because you know what I thought was a bit strange is, you know, Carrie at the top of the episode, you know, she literally says it had only been a few weeks since Big. Yeah. Which I don't think that lines up because I re-listened to our episode last week just to kind of see like what was the last episode. And like Carrie was like going on and on and on in the last episode about how she was like, you know, over big and like, you, you know, like he missed out on like such a great person and she was his poof and all of that. And that kind of sounded like it had been a month. Months. Yeah, something. There was definitely at least a, a month. And so it a big only- time jump. Yeah, it only been a few weeks since Big, so I think that might have been like kind of like a – I think that might have been like kind of like an error or like a continuity thing. It, it it feels out of place, and this episode feels as if if you just took it out of the series, the series would not change. There would be no – there's nothing. It doesn't add anything to plot. It doesn't add anything to character development. And so I just – the episode itself is a little bit superficial – and another fact about this episode is it's actually the last time we'll see Skipper, and it's the last time you'll have direct to camera talking from like oh, random characters. Oh, wait, how do you know that? Did you look into I, it? Reddit. <laughs> look, my little researcher. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ancient man. <laughs> Ancient man used Reddit. So I, yes, this is the last time. And the, and, and I, it, when, even when I was watching it, and the, the, the I don't, what are those called when the, Breaking random the fourth wall, breaking the fourth. They have that one with the kid in it, and oh, I thought that so was weird. just so bad. It's very and odd, inappropriate, maybe <laughs> as well. I don't want to hear children say breasts. I just don't want to. <laughs> it kind of just ruins the vibe of the show for you for a little bit. Um, but, also, was okay, that so- like a product placement when because they basically it shoots to the kid and it was like. I like women who like uh, like PlayStation or something. So, Sony so, PlayStation. I was like, what? <laughs> or breasts. <laughs> First off, that was an amazing impression. That's not exactly what I did. And then it's true. Is that like what product placement was like back then? I don't know. But it was, it was very, very, very odd. Uh, okay, so... I'm trying to think back in this episode. So we have Miranda's plotline, Dating an Asshole. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready yet to throw in the towel. No, you're just ready to wrap it around his neck. <laughs> He's going through a very stressful time waiting to make partner at his firm. When that finally works out, I think maybe he'll lighten up a bit. Or maybe you should just face the fact that you're attracted to angry guys. Deviled eggs? Wait a second. Hold the eggs. What about Skipper? He never got angry. Yeah, and you dumped him. So this guy is such a jerk from the get-go from like how rude he was when they're on that date and like Mm -hmm. yelling at her, belittling, belittling her. Um, I couldn't put up with it. 
Was this the same actor who played the really, you remember the cashmere lady, the lady? I rem- oh, remember her husband's like. I 100% remember and I'm wondering because they tend to reuse people. Yeah. Um. Okay, we should look that up because they're cut from the same cloth. Or, or he's reused when uh, – I don't think we've got into this episode where Miranda's trying to figure out how she got this STD. No, this is him. That's, That's the him. voice. That's him. Yeah. So okay. she, this episode is where Miranda gets chlamydia from this guy. Potentially, later on, yeah. Potentially. You know, she's trying to find out – because in I believe in that episode when she's trying to figure out the chlamydia – this was also on Reddit where they yeah. said this, this is the episode. Um, she's – and something like, oh, I remember not why, because you're an asshole. And yeah. I, I, it's the same voice, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Um, so, so awful guy all around. So I do have a chime we haven't used in a while. But it's the... Tell me. It's the, but then I wondered chime. But I couldn't help but wonder. What is it? What did you We say? almost forgot about this one. Carrie said... I know. Carrie said, and then I wondered... Were we all just victims of conditioned responses, doomed to repeat the same unconscious relationship patterns? Were we all, in fact, just dating the same person over and over again? And Carrie asked this question um, in light of just like, you know, the girls were talking about their patterns of dating and you know, making the same mistakes again or dating like the same kind of guy, like the 43-year-old emotionally unavailable person, i.e. big. Um, And so I wanted, I thought it was a good question. I wanted to ask you, do you think we all, like, I don't really know what she means. Are we just victims of conditions or responses? But do you think that we are doomed to repeat the same unconscious relationship patterns? Um, And then part two is, do you think we're dating the same person over and over again? So, 100%, I think so many of our responses and what we seek in relationships is super, it comes from a very like unconscious place. And I think a lot of it is rooted in figuring out childhood dynamics. I I truly believe that. And um, I, I think from my own personal experience and I, to kind of analyze my own patterns when it came to dating, I really, um, looked for unavailable people. And I don't think I consciously did that, but I really chose unavailable people, like people who are not interested in me. And I wonder why I did that. And it's probably because it was an easy out and it, it allowed for me to kind of like project a relationship onto somebody without actually like feeling the vulnerability of having one. So I, I mean, I could analyze this all I want. So I know people who you see them and how they date. They date the same types of people. They fall into patterns of Mm -hmm. rejection and interest. And so I I think this happens a lot. I also don't know if I have a ton of dating experience, honestly, to say serious relationships, to say I have, like I date the same type of people, right? Like I I, I haven't had that many serious relationships, but I know when I was- the, the men that I was interested in casually, which was a lot, you know, since, um, you know, college, they all kind of fell into the type of like not being interested in me. So it, I never really was interested in somebody who was interested in me. And I think that's a pattern in itself. So, um, but I think therapy helps. And then you realize like, why 
do I, why am I not dating? Why am I not interested in somebody who's interested in me? Maybe I'm not that interested in myself. Maybe I don't like myself that much. So it's really hard to be interested in somebody who likes you if you, if that's not there for yourself. So that's a little psych 101 from my end. Um, What do you think? I also don't know if I answered any of your questions. No, no, no. I, no, I agree. I think that there, well, I was just thinking as you were talking, like, it's really like, I mean, the unconscious is the unconscious and we can do our best through like therapy and and stuff to get more in touch with, um, you know, certain things that like have either like learned behaviors or other things that have impacted us and kind of informed our unconscious and like unconscious subconscious decisions and decision making. Um, But, you know, at the same time, like I don't I don't think that I are we dating the same person over and over again? Like, I don't think so. Cause obviously every person's different as a different background and you build different bonds and different memories. And like, what does this quote unquote same person even mean? I think, you know, it within the show, they're talking about, Oh, dating like an older rich man who's like, you know, a fuck boy. Like that's a, that's more of a thing, but I don't know. I think the unconscious is too complicated to even like, I don't think I could even figure out or like, I don't think I even know if Mm -hmm. like about my unconscious relationship patterns, to be honest. I'm trying, but you know, (laughs) I'm getting there, girl. (laughs) I I do think, and even if we take this out of the um, romantic realm, if we just look at relationships as a whole, relationships at work with family, with friends, I do think that we constantly play out certain dynamics. And a lot of them have to do with attachment, rejection, feelings of worthiness. So I do think that we have so many patterns of behavior that we're not aware of that we act out all the time. And unless you, and a lot of times they, they don't cause a problem and they, there are issues and that's okay. If you have like some weird attachment things, insecurities, like you're a human being, but in romantic relationships, they really can be magnified because when you're so intimate with someone, they kind of can become a mirror and you start really seeing these um, patterns of behavior right in front of you. And a lot of conflict arises in romantic relationships because of it. So I, I know I've learned a ton being in a, I feel as if I'm in a super healthy relationship now and he's not somebody who I probably typically would have dated a long time ago because in the beginning Mm -hmm. he was very interested in me. And I remember thinking like, well, what does he want? Like, what is this? What, what's the game here? And I was like, wait, wait, no, it's not. And like that, I had kind of had so many unhealthy patterns of thinking about men and their relationship to me that it was hard for me at first to be in a healthy relationship because I had to unlearn a lot of patterns. And I think like for us, like, I think like, I don't know, just like thinking about like how you and I think, like, I feel like I'm constantly like preparing for an impending doom, you know? (laughs) Like it's a rhino in the woods while you shit. We talked about this two weeks ago. Like there's some lurking force that we're waiting for. Yes. And like, I don't, and the thing is that's ironic is like a whole pandemic happened and I'm like, <laughs> still waiting 
for that lurking and bending doom. <laughs> Even though Isn't that horrible? I can't experience it and like lost my job. But I'm like, there's still something like off, like something bad is going to happen. Like my life is so good right now. <laughs> I know because you and I have that. And my mom would always say, she's like, Sarah, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yes. And I'm always like, things are too good. You know, and like, I'm not even a religious person. It's like, like a God, super it. it's a st- <laughs> God's will. God must take it away what he gives, you know, <laughs> as if I'm some handmaid or something. Like, I don't know why I think like that there's always some, and that's just our anxiety that's brain. That's our obsessive brains. Yeah. Like we uh, are people with anxiety yeah. and that's what living with anxiety is, which <laughs> yeah. is this like unknown terror that constantly <laughs> lurks with you. And it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic, you lose your job. Like those are all things that you're like, I got this, but it's this unknown thing we project. And it meant um, for me, like, I'm just trying to think of recently how it's been manifesting. And, and like today it manifested with like me putting all these things that need to be framed on the bed. And I'm going to... T- <laughs> Target to buy frames this week, and I'm taking care of the situation, Sarah. <laughs> like, it's like just must prepare so- for all <laughs> scenarios. The posters will be framed. I will get no. threshold frames for these freaking posters. I, I mean, I'm staring right now, and I have two bags of clothing that I, for like weeks, have been meaning to give away, and yet there's this. A lurking part of my brain that's like, but what if you need that dress yeah, yeah. that I wore sophomore year of college that doesn't fit me anymore? And Dakota's like, give it away. And I was like, I can't. I was like, the, <laughs> the force within me, I can't. But um, I don't know. So, I mean, I have a ton of like fucked up patterns that have completely, and not just in relationships. I mean, we all do, right? We all do. And if you're living with your partner, and you're in a longer relationship, like you have seen these because you see their fucked up patterns of behavior and you see your own. And it's just like, whoa, it's a lot. Yeah. God, can yeah. you imagine being married for so long? And then it's just like, oh God, <laughs> you're just, you become so, you become so visible to somebody else yes. that it forces you to, to see it yourself. Oh, the but, worst. Um, the worst. I will say one thing about Miranda. Yeah. They did her dirty with that outfit in the park. <laughs> there is no reason she should be wearing a bucket hat over a hoodie. That is, it a, was a that hy- is offensive and wrong. It was a hybrid of a bucket hat and like a bonnet. And then she like wore a freaking hoodie over, like from Express over. She looked like... <laughs> A demented Amish person <laughs> on their rumspringa, like who just fully couldn't stop dressing modestly, and it was terrible. And I don't know why they did that. And Carrie's wasn't Carrie's better like either. Leader she host was with like a German beer garden. <laughs> beer girl, yeah. <laughs> she, she's Heidi from Deutschland. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was not. Well, that's not the good that's either. the um, um, picture I wanted to turn into a tote bag that I put on our Instagram, which is like. Her and Miranda That's wearing right. like the worst outfits. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so incredible. Um, yeah, I just had to call that out for a second. So Charlotte's plot line. Have you dated more than one person at once? So like you've gone have you ever well, first question, have you ever gone out on two dates? Yes. In I did. one day. <laughs> and wow. the exact same thing happened with Charlotte. 
<laughs> no. Okay, you gotta tell the story. Honestly, the story. I wouldn't have even thought about it until you asked. Um, so this was back in 2016. I went on a date with this guy. Um, I like weirdly know his name still, but we there was so much telephone tag before we went on the date. Like, oh, I had to cancel. Finally, went on this date somewhere in like Williamsburg. I think like off the Lorimer stop, and we like got a drink. We got we got beer and um it was a good day and um i i think he didn't like go in to kiss me and i wasn't like feeling it because i think it was like he was kind of bad i think it was like a bad kiss actually oh and he was really like going in for it and like i don't know i'm the type of person that likes to build that up you know i, I want it to be good you know and so i just remember yeah. he, it was like kind of aggressive with like his tongue or whatever and i was just kind of like ugh. And so um, I remember, I think I was, I had my bike with me. Yeah, I did. And then I was biking over to meet up with a different guy who was kind of like a fuck buddy situation. And I was meeting up in Bushwick. So it was like four subway stops away. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm walking my bike because like the other guy I had met, like we met with our bikes. Like we might've even gone on a bike ride. And so then I'm with this other guy and we're walking on the street and he's like biking by and he's, you know, because he's going uphill, he has to like slow down. <laughs> and he was like, and he just looked at me and he was like, hey. <laughs> and I was like, hi. <laughs> like, good to see you again. <laughs> Some shit like that. And he looked so perplexed because it was like, that's and so it was like awkward. it was like nighttime, so it was like black outside. It had been like literally twenty minutes because he was still biking from the date that I like where oh we met a few God. subway stops away. And so yeah, so you were you finished up a date, <laughs> you went to go meet up with another yeah. guy, and then on your en route to meet up with this other guy, you run into the guy the date yeah. you just left. Yeah, wow. I just love the idea of biking in opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, he was going up the hill and, like, it just slowed down. And I was like, that guy looks familiar. And, like, you know, I, like, stopped to see why that person looked familiar. And then I was, like, too familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Start zooming away. Like, it's been, like, 45 minutes. Fuck. Um, oh, yeah, but th- I think God. that was, like, the only time I'd ever done that. Honestly, that was too stressful for me. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely like made out with two people in a night. Oh yeah, I mean that doesn't count. It's college, or <laughs> maybe post college. But I thought the way that the guys handled it in this episode was odd. You'd think if the guy who was on the date with Charlotte and he was like close to getting upstairs with her he wouldn't share like i didn't think he'd be that offended i think they were overly offended well the chicken soup guy he felt i I felt bad for him him. he like came over with the chicken soup um and yeah and i don't know maybe that wouldn't happen now because it's like you would text someone being like hey like are you home because i wanted to like come by and surprise you know what i mean but um (laughs) also like like, what did he do? Leave it outside her door? I don't want door yeah. soup. Like, what? I don't know. It's odd that he went. First off, how did he know her address? 
they've only been out on one date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know, but I thought that was odd that they both left. Um, okay, who else? Samantha. Samantha's plotline. Eh, they didn't really give her a lot eh, to work. Not with. Not really. She just got disappointed when she realized that they that. were the po- the <laughs> unattractive Eastern European polka people. I like yeah. that she was um, smoking a joint though. I thought that was nice. I don't know why I found it pleasant. Like it felt she modern. Just, yeah. I thought it was very like, ooh, that looks nice. Yeah, it looks nice. It felt modern and like, yeah. So much of the show dates itself, but that felt very realistic and... Um... The musician and the dancer turned out to be a middle-aged Eastern European couple. He played in a polka band. She was a dancer, once upon a time. Samantha? <sighs> Would you mind keeping it down? I'm trying to get some sleep. I don't know. Her bedroom is so fascinating to me. It's like out of a, it's like a, what's the word? Boudoir? Boudoir? Boudoir. I don't know. What, what is, is that like a, I don't know. We actually know the definition of that word, but it's, her, it's very like dark and velvety and red with like gold posts. Yeah. It's and- interesting how much it changes when she moves down to Chelsea. She gets all slick and minimal and like modern. I know. And very gray. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this episode, is that it for this episode? There's not a lot of meat on it. No, there isn't. I do have um, a Samantha Zinger actually. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Tell me. Um, yeah. I, well, let's see. Where is it? Um, well, yeah, it was actually kind of like very like salient advice. Um, Sam, Samantha was telling Charlotte, like, date a few guys at once and then you won't feel so disappointed. And I think, I think that's gr- great advice. I think that's great advice. Like, don't put your things all in one basket. And um, but at the same time, like, don't feel like you have to like, you know, like do it, do it from like a good place. Don't do it because you feel like you're going to die alone or like feel like, you know, you need so much attention like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do it for those exterior things because I think those are unfulfilling but I think like I think that just you know tasting a few different appetizers and like you know just playing the field a little bit just to like is a confident boost and also kind of figure out kind of what jives with you what doesn't jive with you I think it's good um because I I think think so too think it's really easy especially in new york to like obsess about like one decent person mediocre person you meet in that huge city i think that that's such a good point is because dating particularly if you did online dating or just like i feel like dating five years ago was like really rough and so if there was a connection you kind of are like please god let this work and not disappoint me so i think people want to put a lot of eggs in one basket because you're like, I know what else is out there and it's terrible. So this one (laughs) thing, it's like when you go on a really, really great date and then it doesn't like work out. It just is, um, it's really disappointing. So it's like, yeah, it's so disappointing. It's like, it's like devastating sometimes. Well, spread it around a little more, date a few guys at once and then you won't feel so disappointed. Are you asking Charlotte to juggle? It's all about multitasking. None of us can afford to fall into this one man at a time pattern. I mean, look how much time you wasted with Big. Okay, so I was supposed <laughs> to bring this up in the beginning. So in the beginning, Skipper is being dumped by a lot of women, Oh, yeah, it right? was funny. They're yeah. basically like all these Miranda types, like career woman. Like clearly he's reeling from Miranda's breakup with him, you know, 
post whatever, how many episodes ago. And so the excuses are hilarious. And I thought one of the funny lines was, um, she's like, I need to spend more time alone. He's like, well, we actually want the same thing. We want to spend more time with you. So it made me think of bad breakup excuses that you've gotten. Mm. And I have such an amazing one. And I, it was so great that I saved it because oh it was a God. text. So wait, I, I think I know this one. <laughs> okay, wait, let, let me find it. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I find it. Um, okay, but think of a breakup excuse that you've had. And yeah. if any, anyone listening, please let us know your bad breakup excuses because we've all gotten them. Um, and if you have text screenshots, share them. Okay, let me find this thing. Oh, here it is. Okay. All right. So um, this is a person who I was seeing years ago and we date each other for about three months. Not I love you, not this place of I love you, but you know, it, I thought we were exclusively seeing each other and I really cared about him. I liked him, whatever. This is the text that I got back. <laughs> I hate that I've disappeared on you. I keep wanting to find the time to call you or talk to you in person, but it feels like life has become this constant fight. <laughs> I've tried to keep control over. <laughs> so okay, are you ready? I've tried to keep control over things the past months, but after coming back in my ear infection and all the other spirals I haven't even told you about, I don't think I can be fair to you like this. I'm writing this from another plane. It's sadly the closest thing to a break I've seen in weeks. You have been so great to be around, a real nice center in this sea with such a great spirit and heart. I need to figure out how to find my center again and come down off all this craziness. I feel like an ass writing you and not speaking to you in person, but oh I feel God. like I'm being worse with my silence. <laughs> I'm sorry again for my silence and it having to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe I responded okay, lol. I, I I couldn't I couldn't justify it with like a long response. It was like one of those texts where you have to like move your thumb again to like get the full thing. And I just loved when he said um, the ear the ear infection and, and the other spirals I haven't told you about. And, and like just, being just, centered. Yeah. And meanwhile, like from what I remember you telling me, he just like found some sort of model. And like, yeah, no, that's what it was. He just like, it was like, and it was two days later on his Instagram, it was a picture of another, another girl in him. And I was like, okay, what craziness? <laughs> I have so many demons. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I thought that, that I don't know, I, I saved that on my phone because it always makes me laugh. Um, but okay, so do you I, have I, Okay, so <laughs> as you're reading it, I found one from the, <laughs> from the same guy who I had like, biked away from so i can't remember i'm i guess we went on a couple more dates or something um but he goes hey laura it's bloody blah, blah that nerd you've been chatting with on bumble oh <laughs> i hate when people God. use i hate when non-nerds use the word nerd <laughs> it's it's bad please stop <laughs> <laughs> okay so it goes i'm not sure we should hang period i've been seeing someone period it's non-exclusive or anything comma but i could see it becoming that and i just don't want to waste your time i assure you this isn't a line period <laughs> <laughs> you're really attractive period anyway comma good luck <laughs> okay wait those last three sentences make that 
I absolutely love that. I okay, assure so- you, this isn't a line. <laughs> You're really attractive. Rest assured. <laughs> and then I like that. Good luck. Good luck out there, old gal. Good night and good luck. <laughs> My response was like, I don't know. I'm reading it now thinking, oh, man, I've emotionally grown so much. But my response was like, let's see, was like a couple hours later. And it was like, hey, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, sorry, I just got out of work. (laughs) And then I wrote with like alternating upper and lowercase letters. The one that got away. And then I said something which I think is like petty of me, but I said, I'm pretty used to the three to one ratio by now, which is like in New York, like, isn't the ratio like three women to one man? Yes. I didn't know what that meant at first, but like, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. The fact that I I love that you wrote the one that got away. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I appreciate, I appreciate you being upfront. Not all people are. And I wrote, good luck to you, number two. <laughs> no, I, you kept it casual. You kept it cryptic. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, Gilly, I'm, now that we're talking about this, I bet so many of the women who listen and our friends have amazing, absurd breakup messages yeah. over text. Like there's now a whole book that could be made of these messages because they're so funny. Right. And, and and there's like the one that's like um by Felipe. Isn't that an Instagram where it's like really like sexist or like like really yes. like yeah, texts that men send to women that are like sexually harassing them or or body shaming them, slut shaming them, weight shaming them. Um I mean but then I think just in and of itself, I think everyone has some good screen caps of uh of text. Of just yeah. text. <laughs> I mean, I, oh God, that's, yeah, that I just, for, for some reason, when they were talking to Skipper <laughs> and just him kind of like arguing with them, he's like, no, like, I want what you want. It just made me think of times when I've been, <laughs> oh, oh my God. I mean, like, I, I think back to like a couple of the times, because I've been broken up with a couple times and, but a lot of them have been very like ambiguous breakups in which like, I feel like I had to interpret it and it was never really clear cut. Yeah. So one, you know, I was seeing this guy and then he went on vacation for a couple weeks oh, yeah. and then just broke up with me while he was there, but he didn't tell me he broke up with me. He just deleted photos of us off his Instagram and Wait, what is this the same unfollowed the same man guy? No, d- different guy, different guy. This guy was Jose. Oh my and, God. and then he got back together with his girlfriend. It was very weird. And I was like, I was like, I think something's weird. Like you deleted photos of, he's like, I'm just trying to have a good time in DR. Okay. And I was like, uh, I don't know how that's connected. Very, very weird. Very, very odd breakup. And we worked at the same school. So I was like, I was like, I'll see you in like a oh, month in the hallway. My, I know. God. I know. But, um, okay. So any listeners, if you have a funny or whatever kind of breakup, text please share because they're always so funny to listen to especially when you give like space five years yeah on those you realize how funny they are and then the moment i remember being very sad when i got that text. oh my I god got, i was like it is heartbreaking and yeah it, oh my god it's all i think i was there when you got it and i was just like whoa that's a really long text message for- I know. Well, he was like, I, I remember I was, I, I was like, I look at his Instagram like five times a day. And you're like, Sarah, I think that's unhealthy and you need to stop <laughs> sitting there smoking a cigarette with my new, like dark With your lip new on. like Revlon lipstick. 
We used to wear a lot of a lot of lipstick. Ra- you started doing that, raisin. and I I was like, a lot of ra- raisin. That was it. Yeah, I love that one. I don't wear a dark lip. I don't one. either. Um. Well. Uh. Okay. So let's. Yeah. Do let's wrap let's this wrap one up. this one yeah. up. Uh. What's your fashion? We already called out. Miranda's was terrible. A good one was Charlotte's last date outfit. I liked the little silk beige thing with the overcoat. I thought it was cute. Um, rating for the episode, I'm giving it a... I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Two. I gave it a two and a half. I don't even think it deserves it. How many Manolo Blahniks do we usually do? Five? This should be yeah. a two. I agree. Yeah, I gave it a two. I, I thought... Honestly, you know what, it's like a one and a half, didn't... honestly. It's like... I don't even remember yeah. this episode, to be honest. There were things I... No, I don't, because it's just, like, not that important. But, guys, next week, Season 2, Episode 15, Shortcomings. This is where we have Justin Thoreau <sighs> is back, and he is the writer. It's this a great, great episode, and it's one of my favorite iconic Carrie yes. looks. So, great episode for us. We will be back in two weeks. And, yeah, send us your awful, funny breakup text. Oh, my God, please. We could do a whole episode of just reading those. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. If anyone sends it in, I will stalk you. You know who you are. What's our our email address, by the way? Is it Um, the the Miranda's pod at gmail.com? Yeah, or or just DM DM us on Instagram. We're not active, but we will check (laughs) it. We do obsessively check our Instagram, though. Not for our own marketing purposes, just for stalking, <laughs> pure stalking. <laughs> Pretty much, it's it's a ghost account. All right, okay. um, all right. Well, bye, bye, bye buddies.